Jackson Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. Disappointing loss against the Commanders in Washington 28-22, but before we jump into that too much, uh, let's start with where we watch the game, because I think one of us is uh, probably going to have a more impressive (laughs) uh, uh, situation uh, when it comes to this answer. But Derek, how about you first? Where did you watch the game? What was your uh, away game experience? Man, let me tell you something. I watched, started the game at home, then we had a wedding to go to, so I switched to the car. And when we got to the venue, there were a couple other people listening to the game. I let the doors open. I cut the radio on. When that last pick happened, well, not the, I shouldn't say last. When that pick happened, because he only threw one, you heard a collective in the parking lot. Oh, (laughs) and I cut the the radio off. And we all went inside. (laughs) Nice. Okay. That sounds good. I went to... uh, I guess JK3, you always get on to me for mentioning specific businesses when they don't pay us. So I went to um, uh, something that rhymes with Byland Kings on Southside Boulevard. And I tried to go to the one near us, Derek, in Durban, but it was just ridiculous. So we drove to the other one and luckily got the last table. First of all, and and then we'll go move to the person who had the, the better experience. I don't there know, like, man. No, um, Island Wing Cafe. I mean, Mylan 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 Mean is, is good. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> no, it is. I like it. But they weren't showing uh, the Jags game on on, but like a couple TVs. And I get it because you know, I guess Jaguars oh, no. might be watching oh, at home God. or something like that. But but it's like. You know, we're in Jacksonville, so it, uh, it, it makes got, me so angry when yeah. that happens. It's like she got snappy get, with the the waiter a little bit about that. It, it makes me so angry. It's like, dude, you're here in Jacksonville. Like, I understand you're here in Jacksonville. Uh, if the Dolphins are playing, you know, give them a little bit uh, of love. If the the Falcons are playing, give them a little love too. But I don't. I shouldn't have to watch another. I shouldn't have to watch. Uh, Arizona and somebody play if I'm right. in Jacksonville. You know yeah, what I, mean? I had the most annoying mouth breathing Steelers fans uh, behind us that were trying to get every TV on the Pittsburgh game. But anyway, it was fine. The chairs there kill your bottom, so that was not great. But um, but you know it was an okay experience. All right, so let's move on from those to uh, JK3. Uh, where were you at for the game? Uh you know I was uh, at. FedEx Field, FedEx Ooh. Field, man, it was it was an awesome time. A great great showing of Jags fans. There was a ton of Jags fans there, um, more than I expected to see. Um, and one of the things that I love too is that uh, they were sitting on the Jags side, uh, all you know, all the way up, you know. And it, it was good. It was just really good just to see a collective uh, amount of Jags fans. A lot of people talk about how bad FedEx Field is, and I don't think it. I don't think that there were it's got good bones. It could be updated. You know what I mean? The Jumbotron. And, and and before I even get into that, like the Jumbotrons, like ours are so much better. Our in-game entertainment is so much better. 
the Jags really do a really like, you know, top notch job as far as like in-game entertainment and crowd activity, uh, you know, and things like that. I mean, even the whole production of the NFL game is uh, from the Jaguars perspective uh, is probably one of the best that I've seen, um, you know, while, while going to some of these away games. But um, <clears throat> 14, no, 15 bucks for Bud Light, like 20 bucks for um, chicken tenders and fries. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't go anywhere in America and chicken tenders and fries be twenty dollars. Yeah, like, I don't even think at Jay Alexander's they're twenty. They they might be like nineteen ninety nine. And Jay Alexander's is way nicer than going to a, an NFL stadium. But did you buy overall, them? Did you buy anything? No. What? No. no, man. You no. The only no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. The only time I've like ever felt compelled to buy any stadium food was at Truist Park. In, uh, mm-hmm. in Atlanta because there's just so many options. I, I mean, yeah. I went with the sushi when I went there, which is very questionable to get sushi, sushi from a baseball field. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was good. Huh. But overall, man, no, great time. Um, D.C. is an awesome place. Bold City Brigade travels very well. Um, Jags fans unite. You know, it's just awesome to be at places and, you know, people – Ask you where you're from, if you're from Jacksonville. And then, you know, we had some people from uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia. Uh, I met a dude from Delaware. Um, I met somebody else from the D.C. area that was uh, in the military, you know, by way of Jacksonville. That was awesome. Uh, and then just meeting a couple, uh, you know, people that are from the, you know, the, the, the Northeast that are traveling because, you know, D.C. is so accessible you know, up there. And I think that's one thing too, that you don't really get like here in the South, the cities are kind of so spread apart. So you get like, you know, Baltimore is not very far from DC and, you know, Connecticut, Delaware, all those places up there, I guess you would call it, uh, you know, are, aren't far away. So if you're a fan, it's really accessible to see. And so, yeah, it was an awesome time. You know, it, it, it stinks that, you know, we lost by, by six, but you know, it, it, it was a great time. You know, I've seen them win, or excuse me, I've seen them lose more times on the road than I have, uh, you know, you know, seen them win. So it becomes numb. But all, all great time, great time. Last thing on the experience: How were the Washington fans? Uh, one, one, like just how were they in general at the game? But then how were they towards you guys? They were chippy. Like it is, it, it was. Um, so during the during the game, um, I had a guy that was sitting next to me. He would always, you know, mock every time, you know, Duval, and then every time the 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 skins, or excuse me, the commanders did something, you know, it was like, you know, he would yell, and it's like, dude, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's, not, it's not how it works. And then so, but uh, on the way out, it was, yeah, it was pretty chippy on the way out, like, and wow. that's, I, I would say that that's the worst part about going to away games is like you gotta have, you gotta show some type of class, right? And like going on Derek's, you know, uh, tangent like a couple of weeks ago, like don't touch me, you know, we're fine. But you know, it, yeah, you gotta walk. That's the that's the problem. You gotta take your L on the chin, walk out, head held high. They're yelling some uh, some pretty choice words, and yeah, but it was good overall. I, I mean, I wouldn't trade the experience for the world, world man. I, you know, I would, would love to go to it again. I'd do it all over. Yeah. Again. I think Derek in that episode was commenting on the fight that broke out in the preseason game stand <laughs> with the Steelers fans. Hey, man. Remember that? You, you touch me. You touch whoever I'm with. I'm swinging. Forget, no talking. I'm swinging. 
So end of story. <laughs> Next. Um, nice. <laughs> Derek, how did the uh, the game itself? Uh, obviously, we're disappointed because they lost, and I know there's some noise out there as well on a couple points that we'll cover. But uh, how did everything align with your expectations from the last episode? Y'all ready? You sure you ready? Yes. You sure you ready? Okay. First of all, everybody that has said uh, on whether it's Twitter, <laughs> well, first of all, whatever, whenever you start that, at first off, it makes me think about Tupac. First off, first off, yeah, first off, yeah, yeah. Gotta hit him up. Yeah. Anybody that says that Trevor Lawrence isn't the guy or isn't that good or they need to look at that or he missed a lot of throws, you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. None. Zilch. Okay. And it's not because I'm anointing him the next, you know, great quarterback. It's his 18th start. He's got new receivers. He's got new everything. An offseason, a mini camp, and a trip to the Bahamas and to Clemson running in shorts is not going to work for timing. What you saw Sunday is what's going to help fix that. So that's the first thing. Don't ever, don't, if anyone ever says, oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, okay, no, fine. Get Blake and get Blaine back in here. We'll go Blake, get them. Blake Blake get, took us to the NF, the AFC Championship. So. Blake didn't that's take true. us to the AFC Championship <laughs> game. <laughs> that's all that I'm defense saying, took us to the AFC Championship all I'm game. I'm saying the boat no, sailed the, the, north. That's all I'm saying. Needs to stay at Jack's Beach. Okay, like, he's a he's a Nocatee guy now. Nocatee so Jack's a, Beach. He's more I of a pontoon boat. No pontoon boat now. No, no artificial that's the beaches. First thing. Okay, you know, he he took he probably took responsibility for the loss because that's the type of captain and person he is. But it is not his fault. I'm interested Doug, to see. I, I I okay. I know you're you're gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because you got to make those throws. You got to make those throws. But I said two months ago that these first four games were gonna be bumpy because. I knew, and this is just saying my opinion, is the timing is going to be off. Because you can't replicate what you saw on Sunday in practice, in the Bahamas, in Clemson, wherever. Okay, They could have went on retreat somewhere. They can't replicate that. The timing's all off. The offensive line played like absolute garbage in the first half. No time to throw. Getting, you know, the, the, the choppy feet. Trying to rush things, making some good reads. Then they, you know, he settles down. They start to come back, but then they just don't make enough plays at the end. And Washington does, and that's where the second point goes. This is, to me, in my opinion, this falls on Dougie Fresh, Doug Peter. That's my name for him, Dougie Fresh. Okay, because he thinks that this whole. Hey, we ran the ball great, but I don't want to do that. I've got this shiny toy at quarterback, okay? We're going to just throw it because we can. Because we have the receivers and we got Trevor and we can throw it. Forget that. We were gashing them in the running game. Gashing them. Six yards a carry? Most teams would kill for that. He should have run ETN and Robinson. If Robinson's healthy and he's ready to go, Okay, and you and you've just made this comeback, and you've got the ball back after another pick. 
that Wentz threw in the fourth quarter, and you can get in the red zone and end it, and then they do dumb stuff? No. No. You keep going. Oh, well, we wanted to bring Robinson back <clears throat> slow. Fine. Put ETN in. He only had four carries. He could have got another six. He could have got another ten. My point is, you had something that was going for it and going for you, and you decided to go against it because, as Bill Parcells used to say, you got cute, like Pete Carroll type stuff. Throw the ball at the goal line. Forty-two times in a game, he threw the ball. Forty-two times. Come on, that, no, no. I blame him. End of story. Move on. You're, 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 playing, you're playing both sides because you just said like you know that he was making some execution and making some great plays. But then in the same breath, you're saying that Oh, it's two different points. But, but, but all I'm saying, the 42, okay, yes, the 40, the 40, I agree with you, the 42 um, drop back or the 42 pass attempts, that's got to come down. I would be more comfortable with Trevor being at 30. And those other 12... Yes. Uh, those other 12 opportunities being either in the run game, being uh, jet sweeps to Agnew, um, you know, or, or something like that, you know, but th- those other 12 pass, those other 12 attempts have got to be distributed somewhere else on the field. I think for him, since he hasn't, in my opinion, necessarily proven himself to be worthy of someone that can get out there and throw the ball 42 times and be successful with it, we can't win it on his arm. Like that, the, like can't we because the, the lack, to. the the lack. Well, we should have to because again, if he's been anointed as this generational talent, this generational quarterback, this generational player, and that's not his fault that people are are putting that title in front of him. But the expectation is big, and if he's gonna drop back and throw the ball forty two times, you know, I you you gotta hit, you gotta hit. ETN slipping out of the backfield on fourth and one. Say whatever you want about that being cute. The play was there. It wasn't executed. Uh, same yeah, thing with yeah, Zay, Jones, Zay, Zay Jones. The play was there. It wasn't executed. So, I mean, you, you know, it, it's got to be to the point to where you, you got to take the ball and take the control out of his hands until he earns that generational or he earns the right to throw it more than 30 times. The same thing that they, they've done with past quarterbacks here. In my opinion, you got to earn the right to be able to sling that ball. You got to earn the right to be a gunslinger. You have to earn the right and show that you can prove, uh, you know, when, 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 when the game's on the line, what are you going to do? And I think it's too early, especially with them having their 18th season, or excuse me, 18th start, or with him having his 18th start, for him to be still dropping back and throwing the ball 42 times, and you were only down – you know, you've only lost the game six times. That, in my opinion, that last fourth, that fourth drive, that fourth drive where they are the fourth quarter drive, I think there was nine minutes left on the clock. They were moving the ball with the run. And they went away from the run um, because it wasn't being, they went away from the, uh, the uh, they went to the pass because I guess they saw some things that they could, that they thought they were going to be able to execute. But even with him being the generational person that he is and the generational talent, quote unquote, he needs to be able to make the checks and say, hey, this is what we're seeing. We're running the ball. We need to do this. In my opinion, generational and gamer and having that dog in him and everything else like that, all these things that people are saying, he needs to be smart about some of the plays that he's seeing and seeing and being smart about some of the things that are being executed there. I agree with a lot of it, just about everything you say. But 
what I'm saying, it was a two point. It was a two point like statement. The first point was Trevor missed some throws. Okay, he made some. Yeah, plays. He should make. He, missed, he should. He missed some plays, and that's because this is of the, the same timing. thing in training camp. He wasn't yeah. hitting the plays in training camp as well. It, it, it's because of the timing. Okay, the timing's not there, and it's going to take a while for the timing to get there. What I'm saying is, as a head coach, Dougie Fresh, you should know this. Okay, he should know this. And when you've got six yards of carry with two guys back there, hey, you get, you know, the, 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 the big boys up front, be like, look, you guys have played like absolute hot garbage, but I need you to block for 10 minutes. I need you to get after it for 10 minutes. Or if you do want to throw it, here's one thing you could have done. I'm not a big guy on slips and screens, but the, the Washington defensive front, was killing us so much in the first half, you got to slow him down. You could have run a slip, a screen with ETN. Put him and Robinson in the game at the same time. Put ETN out and motion him in. Slip him under. Do something, anything to protect your quarterback, not drop back five steps, seven-step drops every time. The, The game plan was executed poorly, and they gave Carson Wentz too many chances. And... Carson Wentz was probably a little bit motivated because things didn't end too well for him and Dougie, and it cost us. And you said that it's going to take some time for him to get, you know, to get the timing down and everything else like that. But now we're in, and and this could allude to what you were saying about, you know, the Doug Peterson, uh, you know, being on him and everything else like that. But now these are these these games count. Every mm-hmm. snap counts. So they better figure something out quickly because if you, you, you can't keep losing because of lack of execution. Because lack of execution is going to get you run out of town. Lack of execution is going to get people starting to question your talent, which they already are after 18 games. Imagine what another six games of lack of execution is going to be doing. If he, I just can't, he, he just can't make the throws. He just can't do this. He just can't do that. You know, he's got great talent. He's got this. But he just can't do that. So when does the light bulb switch for him to become a gamer and to start producing and making the plays? The only reason why I say that is because last night you watch Monday Night Football. You watch Geno Smith. Geno Smith execute G- and make plays. But Geno's been there with the same two receivers. Okay. Oh, what? In the same system. Oh, my gosh. I'm not calling him Geno an NFL starter or a great guy. I think they'll stink the rest of the way. But he's been there for like what three or four years. He's been there. That's, that's all been I'm Ru- that's been Russell's show for three or four years. But he's it taking, doesn't matter. He's getting scraps. He's, he's, he's getting scraps. scraps. It's more than Trevor got with these with these cats. He hasn't gotten that much yet. They have to give it time. And what I, and I'm not saying years. Okay, I don't think it's years. Personally, I think it's like four or five games. Four or five more games. They, they have to give it time. Four or five more games before you start seeing them really click. I'm not saying he's going to miss every throw. I'm saying you have to give it at least another four or five games before you really start seeing them click. Now that's saying, oh, he's not going to miss every throw. But what I basically he's you're going to see improvement. Game two, there's going to be improvement. Game three, there's going to be improvement. I doubt he's going to regress. Is what I'm saying. He's going to progress. That, but is that going to put it? So as we continue to progress with 
I don't know, with, 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 with Trevor and the team right now, you don't think other teams are improving? What sure I'm saying is that how is he going to take the when is the when is the switch turn on for him to be a gamer and to, to, to and take this control? is where Doug comes in and he makes adjustments and does things to protect his young quarterback. You do things different. You change it up. Okay, throw the ball. Don't throw the ball more than thirty times. Hell, twenty five. If you got two guys that are going to get going in a running game like that. Gash him, wear him down. If that's what you got to do to win, who cares? Just because, just because everybody has fallen in love with the passing game and it's what puts fans in the seats and it's what people want to see on TV doesn't mean you have to do it to win. You I mean, can yeah, run the ball at, and look win. At, look at Tennessee. Exactly. Tannehill is garbage. Tannehill is hot garbage. But Tennessee continues to win. Tennessee continues to beat us. Okay, and they do it with Derrick Henry, which, by the way, although I don't care if he was jumping or not, that hit that that Giants linebacker laid on him, like I text (laughs) y'all, that's the first time I've ever seen him get hit like that. That was that was a wow. That was like, oh shoot. I think Um, the quote. I think the quote that other tweet you sent was like Derrick Henry feeling like what it gets to hit get get hit by Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh huh. Is that the theory that he was jumping or something? Yeah, that he was in the air and and he 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 got hit midair, but. No, my thing is, fine, you you are absolutely right. They're not going to wait for him if he's going to keep making the same mistakes. But, hello, Dougie, okay, if, are you going to keep beating your head up against a concrete wall and keep giving him 45 throws, or are you going to cut it down, run the ball more, and win that way? Until that comes through, which I believe it will, Keep running the ball. If you can't run the ball, then I get it. You have to throw. But you have to do something to protect your young quarterback. Like, you know, we you don't want to compare all the, the, the greats and, and, and stuff, but look at it. Like, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. That's what he keeps getting compared to, though. Yeah, but their second year in the league, they weren't throwing for 50. That's what people remember them for. They weren't throwing for 50 touchdowns and 70%. They were throwing for like 65, 64%, 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns. That's okay. That's okay. How many W's did they get, though? But see, here's the thing. (laughs) Belichick was smart enough to run the ball and play defense. I'm not sure about Manning, but Belichick was smart enough to run the ball and play defense. So were you guys? I just were you guys. Okay. No, I just and that that's just what they. I think, in my opinion, they just have to dial it back, dial back the throws, and and run the ball more. So on that note, I mean, James Robinson probably uh, kind of exceeded expectations from what you guys were probably expecting, right? Coming off that injury. Oh yeah. That that is, that is that is insane. It, it's insane, and I think that they're just trying to, you know, work him back in, um, you know, to. I think they're trying to work him back into the rotation. But again, I mean, him come, if that's his first game back, you know, from a, from a major Achilles or from a, an Achilles injury, eleven for sixty six. If Etn is moving that way, you know, off of a Liz Frank injury as well. Uh, I mean, he had four for forty seven. 
you know, but he was, you know, he was a, a much better factor in the passing game as well. I, I'm, I'm excited about that unit. I'm excited about the offense, or excuse me, about the running backs. I, I really want to see if we can, and, and it, that's what maybe, and Derek, I, and I agree with you in a sense of if they do decide to come back or dial the, you know, the throws back, or they need to dial the throws back, excuse me, the attempts. But those 12 other attempts or those 12 other offensive, you know, instead of we're having, you know, 42, if we had a 30 and those those runs, I mean, I can only imagine how much, how many more, you know, touches or how many more, you know, yards we would have had, uh, you know, and, or just just what the outcome could have been by running the ball more and really taking control of the clock. Yeah, about the. No, it's just it's crazy. I, I wish they would. I mean, I hope that if he were to have that those those last ten eleven minutes back of the game, that he would do things differently. Knowing you know, hearing how he is, he would probably say no. But yeah, but I I think that, that he would have had a different outcome had he had he changed things up. I got thrown off a little bit because I was looking at. Uh, ESPN and they were they had a picture of the Colts kicker being waved Rodrigo Blankenship. Have you seen that guy? With his Man, played, he played stuff. for played for Georgia. Yeah, he, Did he? kicked for Georgia. Every yeah, Gator he, fan knows him. Yeah, yeah, he made some big field goals against them. <laughs> so does he suck or something? Why is he getting waved in the first week of the season? Man, because kicker kickers are like kickers are a dime a dozen. Man, they're like they're they're starting to bring him in and out. And he had a terrible game yesterday. I think he kicked two two. Um, Two of his kickoffs went out of bounds, so you know that's automatically a penalty right there. And I think I don't know how many field goals he missed, but um, I mean, probably an overreaction. But shit, the, I mean, shoot, the Jaguars have had nine, nine to twelve kickers, you know, in in camp and on the team since like July. Yeah, who was the guy? Was the guy who kicked Sunday different from the guy that we were using? In the last preseason game, no, I, I didn't know. Really, I have no idea. I, I have I no idea. I was confused by that. Who, what, and then especially with the numbers too, like Aluakon, like changing over to twenty three. I had no idea that like when when he took the field. I, I guess they must have made the change like either Friday or Saturday, probably Friday. But yeah, he's out there on the field. I'm like, who the heck is twenty three? <laughs> like who who is this out here? Uh, one other thing on the running game, just because I'm so curious as to what you guys thought about ETN. I mean, just from first glance of seeing him out there, you know, he seems like he's oh going to be a star player. Gamer. Dude, Gamer. wait till you wait. I mean, I'm just telling you this right now. Wait till you see the game speed. I think he, I don't know how he did it in the preseason. He looked fast in preseason, but as the young kids say, he's skating. Out there today, like now, it is just—it's insane. He's so fluid. He's so smooth when he runs the ball, or when he gets out in like in the open. Like seeing it on TV is one thing, but seeing it in person, man, it's just mm. super excited. Oh, fun fact: we sat behind, or his dad sat behind us. Uh, oh, nice at, at the game. So he was like four rows back, and was loud and proud, which is awesome because his brother is cool. Plays down in Gainesville, also. So you got the one son playing on Saturday night. Don't don't laugh about that. One, one son playing on Saturday night, and then you got uh, you know the oldest son playing on uh, on Sundays. I couldn't imagine. What did the Gators lose or something? Is that why? <laughs> yes. Did they lose? Yes. 
boy, did they lose. They went from high, high as could be to about as low as could be. Uh, the funny, the funny thing about that before we were before we were actually going to go out on Saturday night to watch the Gator game, one of the guys I was with was like actually contemplating putting money on Anthony Richardson uh, winning the Heisman. I'm like, bro, it's such a long season. I was like, do not do that after one game after after one game against Utah. Like, I, I know it's great, but don't don't do that. And his Heisman hopes went out the window hmm. on, on on Saturday. Well. On another first-round pick who had a really good game and had an awesome interception, Trayvon Walker, that was uh, pretty impressive for his first regular season game. That is – that was insane. That was one of the the best football plays that you could see. They could put that on a tape of, like, 100 greatest plays uh, in the last 25 years, and Hmm. they would make that list easily. You're not would, supposed to be that big and do that. Did you see how far upfield he was? How far yeah. upfield he was and, and basically and engaged. His, yeah, and tra- yeah. He was on a block. Yeah. And then engaged. shed the block. Yeah. And then r- jump right into the passing lane, which was which was which was crazy. So think about Josh this Allen now. had a good game too. Uh-huh. Think think about this now. You have to be engaged. You're upfield. You're looking at the quarterback. You see the ball about to be thrown, so you have to take a 6'5", 6'4", 300-pound man, throw him to the side, then go back in to your left side, and then catch the ball. Even if it was a screen, I don't care. Like, no. Like, that's that's, that's unheard of. And I'll say that when they drafted him, I was one of the ones that, I wasn't saying, no, don't do it, but I was kind of like, I don't know about this. I was wrong. We made the right pick. So, raw talent with that guy. He's, he's good. Dude, yeah. he's, so, he's so good. He's such a good football player. The, and he, I think also, too, that, that pick that Tyson Campbell had, also, that was just an, an amazing jumping of the route and, um, and grabbing that. And then I think they had a turnover. They had a fumble. Um, that was uh, that was recovered as well. So I think three turnovers in one game, and they had seven all of last year. Mm. That's crazy. What did because uh, I didn't look at the Lions stuff. How did Hutchinson do in his first game? Like not crap. Well. Oh, like crap. Yeah, <laughs> yep. not, not not very well. Like I, I mean, depending on what side of the coin you follow, or are you you follow on with PFF? Um, some people hate it. Some people love it. But. Um, they 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 had him ranked. They had him ranked pretty low. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it's one game, but still, that that's nice. Yeah. Um Any other thoughts on the Commanders game before we switch uh, to the Colts Jags for the Sunday? From a defensive perspective, Derek, I want to ask you that last drive. You got, or excuse me, the last scoring drive that they had. Like where do you where do you like how do you get the team motivated to stop someone? I mean, you know, that's not I mean, like how how? Like they drove the ball literally down the entire field. And it's like you got one you gotta make a play. So this is falls along the same lines of them learning how to win. Learning how to yeah. get off the field on third down. Like why did like that that just just so aggravating to me to see them convert and convert and continue to convert, continue to convert. 
And then uh, Jahan Dotson makes a great play, you know, and I think Tyson Campbell was more scared about getting the P.I. versus, you know, making the actual play on the ball. But, you know, Dotson makes a play, and then there you go. The penalties, I think, played a little bit of a factor, not in that drive, but the defense in general. Um, for the whole team, actually, penalties made, made a play. But that's something they have to figure out to to just to rise to the occasion and, and get, get off the field. Uh, Trayvon Walker had a sack. That's great. Other guys played well. But for the most part, Carson Wentz went, you know, his pocket was fairly protected, um, especially when, when they had to have a play. That's the thing. When the commanders had to have a play, they made a play. That part, nobody got to them. When they when they had to have it, they had it. And on those, what, what did they call it? Money downs, right? Third down or, or fourth down, money down. On those money downs, they had it. And that's where they got to rise to the occasion and say, hey, where they're not getting it today. They're not getting it today. The defense, same thing. They'll be okay. I'm not saying they're going to be a top five defense in the league, but they have pieces that where they can make plays. Oh, proven I think that we can turn. Oh, they're going to be they're they're. You said top five, okay? Yeah, top five. Yeah, they, <laughs> they have pieces where they can make plays, and they've proven they can get turnovers. When's the last time you seen us get like two picks in a game? Like well, one was just an absolute freakish play. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not expecting Trayvon Walker to get a pick every game. If he does, and then, and then whether if it was – I didn't – I'm not going to sit here and say I, I knew every coverage that they were running, but um, they have to lock up better on those money downs. You can't let guys get behind you. I mean, they commanders have – I mean, these guys play in the NFL, so they're good. But from NFL standards, they have a couple of mediocre wide receivers, and then the one kid, uh, one, one guy was Terry um, Terry Clark. Oh man, Terry! Yeah, oh. but yeah, um, he 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 he's he absolutely. Good. But he wasn't killing us. He roasted Shaquille or Shaq Griffin. It was it was Samuel. Samuel was getting Curtis more Samuel straight. was bro. Curtis who Curtis Samuel was. The was just un just unreal athletic and unreal after after like his yak yards like his moves and stuff after the catch, where Darius Williams had no no chance at all at making those plays, like no chance at all. He was doing some things that I was just like, dude, are, are we going to cover him? You going to tackle him? Are we going to tackle him? We going to do something? You know, hold them, grab them, do something. Don't. My thing is, if you're going to commit a penalty, don't commit the penalty after they get a big game for an add-on. Get the penalty and prevent them from making the play. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how many add-ons they had? Yeah. Man, I felt like we were at a car dealership and people, they just kept getting add-ons. <laughs> just getting man. the insurance. <laughs> yeah, they just kept getting add-ons, man. I'm like, God, don't. What the? With the finance guy, I hate that. Yeah, part. bro, that's the worst part. They bring you back there to the office. He's got that old like nineteen seventy printer, and it's just like the long roll of paper. And somehow they can always fit it in the envelope. They can always yeah. get it in the envelope, and you take the envelope out one time. It's like an accordion. 
It's not. <laughs> now, if That's we increase your payment each month by fifty dollars, you're going to get six car yeah. washes. You're going to get. <laughs> and and all and you'd hear after the play was over, you know, yeah. foul. Da 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 da. Adding additional, I'm like, dang man, if you're going to commit a penalty, don't let them get. But you know, and I don't know really how often that happened, but there was one or two times where I was like, "Good night, man. We can't get off the field." And those are just those are just downs we got to have defensively. Yeah. Whether if it's creating pressure, I can tell you it, our rotation didn't look all that great. Not sure what. Uh, I know they made some releases there to you know right as, as preseason ended. If they're going to look at other pieces along the defensive line, especially at tackle. Um, we were able to fare well against the run, um, but I think that could have gotten uglier um, if the commanders wanted it to. But they were having so much success in the short passing game because none of the receivers, I think, for the commanders hit 400 yards, but they were I hitting, think, you know, four, I five, six they... yards. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they were just getting four, five, six yards routes and turning it into 12, 15-yard gains. I mean, they held they held the commanders pretty much on rushing yards. Um, you know, I think the Jags won that like one twenty three. The uh, commanders had eighty five. <clears throat> um, you know, as far as third down efficiency, just looking at some of the 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 breakdowns of it. I mean, Washington seven to ten, Jacksonville's three of twelve, just like that. You know what I mean? Um, we only got home one time on Carson Wentz, one sack. Um, both had three punts. But, yeah, the penalty yards right there, what you're talking about, man, the penalty yards, 13 for 90 versus 6 for 63. So I think that the the, the penalties got to cut down as well. And then also, you know, the third down efficiency as far as from the Jackson or from the Jags go, you have to keep staying on the field. That's one of the things we talk about, too, as far as playing the field position and T.O.P., the time of possession battle. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think that if they can go ahead and get those things together, I'm I'm hesitant about Sunday about getting the dub. I don't know. What are you what are your guys' thoughts? They need to stop Jonathan Taylor. They need to stop him. You can't let him go off. I think Matt Ryan and, and Michael Pittman got, you know, they were able to get, you know, some some, some decent numbers up. Um they did well. But a lot of that one Houston's is it defense. Uh, I mean, good night. Um, they get you know they they played decently well. It sounds like, but they at the end you know they still had their yards. And didn't that game end in a tie? By the way, yeah. Did yeah. they end in a tie? Ugh. Yeah, I think they said um, nobody in the AFC South had a South win. One. Yeah, like, one. come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, stop Jonathan Taylor. And it'll be a lot easier. You let Jonathan Taylor go in the run or passing game. It's not just running the ball. He can catch the ball at the backfield too. Uh, he'll he'll hurt us bad. And you know, Matt Ryan, he's you know he's older Matt Ryan, but he's proven he can still throw for three hundred yards. We we gotta we gotta play sound football. Don't get caught in you know. Don't get caught with, you know, like we were against Carson Wentz and, and just get off the field on third down. I wonder if uh, Gus Bradley and Yannick Ngakwe have, like, uh, have like a point to prove. 
Got to, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Gus Bradley being with the Colts. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe's with the Colts, too? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah oh, Ngakwe, that's crazy. Ngakwe, um, and I think he had something to say um, today or, like, something about, like, this one feels different or something like that. Oh, shut up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shut up. Or him and Tony, him and Tony Connor fighting on Twitter again. I mean, what if Tony set that up for his AEW? That would be kind of cool, actually. Saturday night Ngakwe before the could, game. And, yeah, that would yeah, be cool. Yannick and Gakwe and Gus Bradley versus Tony versus Tony and Shad. And the tables, ladders, <laughs> Shad, and chairs. Man. Shad. Why does it have to be in Shad? Why can't it be like an equivalent? Uh, no. Person? Tables, tables um, ladders, and chairs. Um, Tony Khan and Shad versus um, Gus Bradley and Yan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's uh, tweet it to him. For anybody out there listening, I'm a huge AEW person now, so definitely tweet me if you want to chat about <laughs> pro wrestling. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for the game Sunday. Um, just the it's the home game. opener, man. I'm, I'm yeah, super right. excited about, like, being there. But, again, like, I've been telling everybody, you are what you are until you're not. And until... You know they 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 can win a game. I know the Colts haven't you know haven't won here you know since like fourteen or something like that. I'm just saying, man, the lack of execution on you know on the little things they need to happen. They need. I to hate happen, that bro. stat, by the way. I really hate that stat because it just makes you feel like they're gonna like they're due to win. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Eventually, streaks come to an end. You know, they, they come to it in. I think the Jags opened today uh, from the sports books. Not that I know anything about that or anything. But uh, I think they opened up uh, <laughs> as a four-point favorite in the game. So What? I mean, but yeah. They opened up as a four, like minus. What? Yeah, Jags minus four. Yeah. They opened up as a four-point favorite. But then again, oh, you got to look, look at I'm it. looking that up now. I can't look believe that. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that also, just Googling randomly for Jags Colts. Hold on. I don't even know. All right, so. I don't know anything about the gambling stuff, but. Yeah, Jags, why, Jag, da, 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 four point. This is the good content No, four point underdog. Somebody look stuff up. (laughs) Is it a four point underdog? Yeah, four point, I was going to say a four point favorite. I thought it was a four point favorite. Oh, no way, man. I'd be putting money on that. <laughs> You're probably that. still going to put money on it now. <laughs> Four points. You know, that, that you can get that. No, 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 no. No, no betting on your, uh, on your favorite team. Absolutely not. Um, Learn that it's, a win- it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. They just have to go out and execute. They have to do, and I think... Trevor Lawrence throws for less than 30 times, they win. If he throws for one more than 30, they lose. 31? If he throws 31, they lose. <laughs> if he throws for 30 or less, they win. What if he throws I'm 30 saying. in a screen? 30 in a screen. <laughs> they lose. If they win, I don't care, okay? <laughs> it, if they win and he throws more than 30, then I'll eat my words. I was wrong. Sorry. But they won, so who cares? Yeah. Um, but less than 30 throws. They win. Hmm. I don't know, man. 
something feels weird about this one. I hope they win. I want them to win because it's going to be the first game you know, back. And then on top of that, after that, if they don't win here at home this weekend, the next time they, they're at home is like in October against the Texans. October 8th, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Dang. So, I mean, they got, a, they got a good road. Uh, they got a good little road test ahead of them. So I think they got to get a win here, man. But again, you got to get the you you got to you got to execute. You got to go out there, keep running the ball, run J Rob, run Etn, you know, hit Zay Jones on a couple of plays, maybe. But yeah, man, they they got to stick to the run. They got to keep they got to keep pounding the ball. Any uh, <laughs> let's say any game day experience. Uh expectations that you might have because i know it's really hard for this to live up to the uh season ticket holder exclusive event uh hopefully they'll have the same amount of vendors and activities um <laughs> I, I, game day experience i'm waiting for man i felt so i felt like i felt like i was clark kent out there at, at washington you know and i just was looking for my phone booth aka the good old you know good old grill that i wanted to fire up but uh, no, I think as far as you know, this goes, man. This is what you know, Jacks fans. Everyone's looking for a lot of Jacks Twitter are excited about being at the game on uh, on Sunday. I take home first home game, uh, divisional rival. Couldn't ask for anything best, better, in my opinion. Plus, they could One they could I'll- take the lead. They could take the lead in the AFC South with a win. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that'll be interesting. Um, one thing I would like to note is I would like the Jags to quit messing with the move those chains chant because I feel like every year they do something to jack it up even further. So I don't know if you noticed in preseason, but they had like a voice that they played over the speakers that says move those chains. And it's not at all in sync with the people saying it after the first downs announced. So I, I think there's a conspiracy to get rid of that chant. And I actually really like it. I know it's cheesy. They're ruining it. And then I had another thought because I was at uh, uh, Bucky's uh, over the weekend. Oh. And, uh, yeah, walked into oh. the bathroom. You know, first of all, nice bathrooms. But, you know, the thing that stood out to me right away was that there are dividers between the urinals. And I've sp- spoken about this many, many times before. But we have one of, like, how many NFL teams in the entire country and our bathrooms can't stand up to the – a convenience store? I mean, I know whoa, Bucky's is whoa, probably whoa, like high end. Whoa, 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 whoa! Bucky's is not just a convenience store. <laughs> first of all, yeah. Well, you're missing the point. First here. of all, no. And second <laughs> of all, I have been to a, a, a number of NFL stadiums. The urinals are great compared to the trough. And if you know, you know what the trough is. So it could be worse, Corey. You're acting, you know, the little dividers, you know, everyone looks forward anyway. Just look at the bricks. <laughs> uh, not everybody. There's some weirdos out there. I've seen enough Law & Order SVU to know that that's not true. Um, uh, yeah, so I think I just need to stop wearing flip-flops to the game. I just feel like I feel a little bit of moisture Bro. when I shouldn't whenever I'm in there. Um, Yo, are you okay. kidding me? You wear flip-flops to the games and go <laughs> yeah, into the public what? restroom? <laughs> that's my issue and i can't do the thing where i wait for the uh the stall to open up because then you look like that guy that's like oh what you're like waiting for the stall for some reason like what's wrong with you you know so i just suck it up go to the to the uh urinals and then just take the risk i mean we've talked about this year after year i think but it's particularly disgusting at halftime when everybody's like running in there and it's just like 
hot and sticky, and you got drunk people just like you know with poor aim. And Bro, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you 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 have got to get better tickets than if you're worried about the bathrooms. Go to the oh, club. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in club, but I mean, I'm not also in the upper deck either. I feel like I feel that's like they the, could do some the minimal are. upgrades. Yeah, the I know. troughs are in the fourth. But I am, fourth. I am curious. Oh, there's troughs. No, there's not. Troughs I'm joking. I'm deck. joking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I used to have upper deck seats back in the day. But um, uh, the one thing, <laughs> then I'm going to shut up about this and we'll wrap it up. But I am curious to see if they have the soda machine turned around uh, facing the fans again. Because if they are, I'm about to steal some diet coke. <laughs> what What would be really good is if we could have like Derek's face. <laughs> If we could all have like GoPros attached to us and have individual game experiences, oh, so, that'd like, be fun! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine would that. be just like mine would probably look like the Joker when he was running around Gotham. <laughs> that'd be fun. I like that idea. Mine would be boring as hell. I don't do anything exciting at the games. Um, I mean, I do like to observe the, the your bathroom like, adventures. Kind, kind well, yeah, your, but I'd have to probably cut it off. You, for you, that, go, you go, you go to Wet and Wild every Sunday, apparently. So. <laughs> Easier to uh, <laughs> rinse my feet off than it is to rinse a shoe off, I think. But anyway, um, I spend a little too much time looking at the street preachers that are outside the stadium <laughs> and uh, and the uh, people selling like the the uh, bootleg Jaguars merchandise. Uh, I think that stuff's uh, interesting, but. Anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, so good, good, uh, good podcast. Looking forward to the uh, to the game Sunday. Hopefully, like Derek said, we can win and take first place in the AFC South, which sounds ridiculous. That was me, um, but you know, we all look alike. Oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna ignore that last comment. <laughs> uh, oh man! So, yeah. Oh, one other thing. I was in Gate the other day, and they don't have that hot dog promotion anymore, so they learned their lesson. All right, cool. Ooh. Good talk. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review on your respective platform. And, of course, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.